Hey, it's Kara. And Tasha. Get Get in. in. We're We're going going to the Outsiders Revival Tour. Get in. We're going to Eric's church. All right, last weekend we hit up the final tour stop on Eric Church's Outsiders Revival Tour. Um, Both of our second shows of the tour, we went to separate shows at the beginning of the summer. Very beginning of the tour because it started last the last week of June and then just wrapped up the last. Yeah, I think I went to show three. I think Cleveland was show three or. And then I was probably only like eight. Like I wasn't very long after. Later, Um, and we will have some guest appearances this episode to get their thoughts on the tour. But we're definitely going to give you ours first. Um, We. the most recent time we talked about Eric Church, he, he got a little bit of a bad rap. Um, but it has nothing to do with the fact that we don't love Eric Church. Yeah, if you listen to our CMA Fest episode, we were not too keen on that performance, but neither was anybody else. And it certainly wasn't Eric we didn't like. It was the choices that Eric made. I didn't. He didn't do a good job there. No, he didn't. Um, but... I didn't know going in that this was the last show. So that was a bit of a surprise to me. I knew it was coming close to the end. I just didn't realize it was the the last stop. I feel like I did when we bought these in January. How would you remember that? Right. It's September. Well, now it's October. So I feel like I noticed that because I'm pretty sure I probably made a comment of like, I love going to the last show on a tour. It just feels special. And it was. It was very special. It ended up being a very, very good show. Yeah, if I could do it again, I would. Like, it will it might be in the top five of my favorite concerts this year at this point. And I would say of – he's not your typical performer. You're not getting – I think we talk about this a lot and say this about artists, but, like, you are not getting a full-on performance. We've obviously talked about people like your Taylor Swifts. I don't expect Eric Church to have everything like that. I'm there to hear him sing, and that's what he does. His background is literally, I think there was a little bit to the background. We were a little too far away, but he puts up the flag of whatever state you're in. So we got a nice Florida flag there. Towards the end, we got a nice American flag backdrop. Like, it is very simple, but his band and his sound just make the whole thing. Yeah, he has a um, a, a bit of a revamped band from past performances. What was his background singer's name? You know this. Joanne. Joanne, thank you. Joanne hasn't been with him for a few years now. This is the first time I haven't seen her, though, because she was with her when we saw them at the Amway. I wasn't sure if she was there then, but she definitely she was. was when we were at Country Thunder, and then she was like, I'm just kind of done. I want to do my own thing. Um, she sounds wonderful, but yeah, I think she was just done. Right. Um, and so he has now three very talented backup vocalists, or at least three that he shares the spotlight with. There may have been more when Joanne was with him, but she kind of took all the limelight. But these three ladies are equally carrying that that load, and they're doing a really good job. They sound great. Yeah. No, the whole thing, like, I mean, it's like jazz bandy. Yeah, he has a, a, a horn section, which I'm trying to think I don't, 
remember if they were there the last time we saw him or not. I I'm going to go with they were. There was some time. Because it was a lot when, are you saying when we were in the round? Like when it was in the round? Yeah. I, I think there was. Um, I don't think the spotlight was necessarily there. It was very much that post-COVID yeah. tour. And let me just show up late and play. He has, he is well known for showing up late. So if you're someone mm -hmm. who shows up late, good for you. Um, I typically do, but I've always been on time for an Eric Church concert and he hasn't been. It's my one complaint. He was um, what I would consider on time for our show. 9.18. I told you, I gave you that time. That was a very specific time. I believe that's when he started the Cleveland show as well. My I want to say it was close to the one in Toronto because you did text me and say, where is he? he? He's not on stage yet. And I said, give him three more minutes. Yeah. it. But the night before, and we'll get to that later, he was like 30 minutes late. Yeah. I just need to know what he's going on. doing backstage. Like, are you playing some Uno? Like, I in feel. In the middle of an intense pre-show ritual that you have to like fire off all the components yeah, in order I, to go on. I truly feel like they're not doing anything back there. Like, it's almost like when I'm at my job and people think I'm not doing anything, though. They, they think I'm twiddling my thumbs. But in reality, I'm doing something really important. So I really would like to think he's doing something super important. But I'll go with the maybe he's just touching up his makeup, putting some powder on, making sure he's going to look good on stage. Fixing the Ray-Bans. Can't be shiny. Yeah, I mean. Maybe I, he couldn't find those. That could be every day loses some Ray-Bans. Maybe he was in a struggle to get his appearance right before he was on stage. But I would say, right, I don't think we truly realized it was the last show of the tour until I, we went through the merch line. We each got a koozie and a, I got the cup. Kara already has the cup. I think that's when we realized we were on the last show of the tour. And it just does bring something special. You could tell it was a sold out crowd. Um, I really don't, it's not hard to sell out these things anymore. Here is the problem with a lot of concerts more recently. They're so expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I always believe most artists sell them out, but then scalpers resell them. And it's we did see really bad. Yeah, we did see a lot of there were tickets online prior to that were being sold higher. But I really think that place was truly like sold out by the fans at that point. No, it was. You can kind of tell too, because like we had some NPCs in front of us, but like Someone bought them and couldn't Someone sell them. Someone bought them and couldn't sell them was the problem. Good. They shouldn't get $400 for those tickets we didn't pay how much Couldn't more. agree more. But, yeah, so we sat in, I think it's section 15. So, like, yeah. three sections back, essentially, is how I would kind of put it. Yeah, from the stage. We were in the, we were in basically the. We were in the last three rows. Third to last row. Yeah. Of the amphitheater. Which is totally fine. We bought these, like we said, in Mexico when we were at Luke Bryan's Crash My Playa. And we just, we bought the first two tickets we could find. That we're close to an end. We always go end. It was good we were under the amphitheater because it did get a little bit rainy. So I do like when we're going there, I do like to be under the shelters. It doesn't really matter where. I just like to be underneath. Yeah. Um, especially in Florida because you, you just never you know. You never know when it's going to rain. But overall, I think the crowd was wonderful. I think that especially once we get talking about the end, like, it was just there. Yeah, it was a great show. But the set list was... Wonderful. So this is the Outsiders revival tour, but I don't believe the Outsiders album was really revived. No, it wasn't featured rarely. Just going quickly, like we, so I, I pulled up my first tour stop. We only had two songs from the Outsiders. 
I believe ours was similar. Um, this show we had five out of twenty-seven. I'll take it though. I will too because this. We've said this before, and we'll say it again. Eric Church does whatever Eric Church wants, which is fine. I don't understand the logic in naming a tour something and then not playing the songs off that album no. consistently. I don't mind him changing sets, but when you're calling the tour the Outsiders Revival Tour and then the second, third show of, of the tour, you're only playing two songs off that album. I feel like he very much does want to please the fans. And so, like, it has it's about songs on it, though, because the ones that we saw, I knew them all. Well, it is. A, I mean, it is. But I think sometimes he's like, wow. I just really like this song. Let me make sure they like it too. And he just does. No, so. and that's what I'm saying. He absolutely is just like picking and choosing what he wants. And if to you do. do, or or more so, are a true Eric Church fan, like I wouldn't put myself high on a scale by any means, but I like him a lot. Um, I mean, we have tons of albums at this point. No, we do. There's a lot of because there was a time where he just kept releasing music, and it was like, "Whoa, buddy, slow down." I mean, that heart and soul era was like, "Don't forget, and is also an album, right?" It's not listed most places. Triple, triple the music (laughs) in the short amount of time. You're like, "Can we pump the brakes, people?" (laughs) And I get that the 61 days in church, which there are five volumes of, were a lot of live recordings of his music but some of those weren't things that were released on previous albums either so like you also have a collection there that you have to go with and he just kind of does what he wants he's like time to drop an album okay here it goes and just does it and it's just an interesting concept because we had the conversation of when eric church really got big which was right around the same time as your luke bryan and jason aldean and i feel at that time it had a similar sound it does not sound like that now. No, he really diverted into, I mean, he's really just putting out what he thinks is good music at the time. Which Oh, yeah, and it's good music, yes. More power to you. It's not let me adjust to what the radio will play. No. Because, because they're going to play him anyway. They have to. They're going to or they're not, and I don't think he cares either way. No, I really don't think he does either. He's just kind of like, oh, cool. Like, he already has what he wants. He doesn't, His fans. He, yes. Who he needs to just make sure he doesn't pull a CMA fest again or people aren't going to like him. But, um, yeah, I just, I think overall, if you have a chance to go to a show and that's your kind of country music, definitely go because it's just a different kind of vibe. Um, if you like his earlier stuff, you're not going to hear a ton of it, though. That's my only thing. If yeah. you like the first two albums, you're not getting that. You might get one song. We left out. We did look out at the end, but even prior to, because I am very much a, I liked Sinners Like Me. I love Carolina. Um, We got How About You, and that would have initially been the only song besides Pledge Allegiance to the Hag, which he still throws that in there. Mm -hmm. And, but other, I mean, we know as artists grow, that's not how they sound. We actually joked about the fact that on his first two albums, he doesn't even have his Ray-Bans on. Sure doesn't. He looks he like got, a different person. He put those Ray-Bans on. He was like, forget about these two albums. Which is sad because they've got some great music on them. Yeah, they really, his early stuff. I mean, definitely. I think one of his most well-known songs early on would be Love Your Love the Most. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 
especially in that era, people went nuts for that song. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, Hell on the Heart was around that. I mean, same album, great song, but you're not hearing it anymore. Which, like I said, I can't complain if there's, if I'm going to a show and getting 27 songs, I get it. You can't fit it all. No, you can't fit it all. But we did hear some of my favorites. Started with Country Music Jesus, great starter. We did have a conversation. He should have started with The Outsiders. And this, between the two of us, was the only show we saw him actually sing that song. Um, Even though, again, the tour was called that. Um... Trying to see what else. To put it in perspective, most shows had 20 to 23 songs. So the fact that we got 27 and that 27 does include a medley, but that's not including those medley songs as one. It's including, like, as individuals, it's including them as one. Yeah. So, like, we got a lot of songs. Um, He did Record Year, which Love. I don't think he did it many other shows if he did it at all. Um, We got That's Damn, that's Damn Rock and Roll, which is... A favorite of some people, a special guest later. <laughs> I re- I also really like that song. Um, and so he brought out special guest Maggie Rose to do that. Um, I don't know the connection there because that's not who was originally on the record. Um, the only one, the only song that I think he could drop, and he must have some sort of special connection to it, is Salem Shoes. I don't like Salem Shoes, but I also am not a huge fan of Mistress Name Music. I just don't like it. Same. Um, but if it's one song, like, I still don't feel like I Out of the 20s, that, no. No. Like, that by no means, like, killed the whole set list yeah, for me. Yeah. I didn't need to go to the bathroom during that song by any means. I could have, but I didn't leave during that time. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Um, and then we did get Talladega, which was also not played. Which. Weird. I still think that's one of his best songs. And like, it's off, and it's just off the album. Like you, you wouldn't want to pick your biggest single off of yeah, biggest single off the album. But honestly, I think if you asked a random person, name three Eric Church songs, I truly think that's one that's coming out of their mouth. Springsteen's coming first. Talladega, Springsteen, and fill in the last one. It could be anything at that point. Yeah, yeah. but I. Um, I was actually surprised we get to the encore. That's when he did sing Record Year Springsteen. Then he randomly was like, I kind of forgot about this one, and it's only fitting if we're in Florida. And he sang Leonard Skinner Jones. Not a favorite, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, it definitely fit the mood. And then you see all these people holding up boots. And my heart drops. So he was, I think, I don't want to say he was ready to go, but like the band left the stage after Leonard Skinner Jones. Yeah, I think they thought that was the end because normally it's three songs, which, like I said, record year Springsteen, Leonard Skinner Jones. And I was like, if this is how we end this concert. Yeah. And then he gave, um, that he was, he got his like acoustic guitar and then he's literally kind of started riffing some old, like old stuff. He he was like, I'm just going to keep playing until I'm done playing. And people were holding up their boots. So if you've been to an Eric Church concert and typically he does play it. But when he plays these boots, you take off a boot and hold it in the air. And there was one time I got my boot off and I could not get the boot back on. I literally left this concert venue with one boot in my hand and one boot on. I think I ended up taking both boots off and just walking at some point. But you gotta I do what you got to do. I couldn't get the boot off. And I was like, because oh. you have to hold up the boot. Like not taking the boot off is not an option. Not. No, it's so. really not. So I was just waiting on these boots. I wanted it in Canada. Didn't get it. Um, I believe I, I 
probably said I wanted it at CMA Fest, but knowing that wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden he starts playing. I was like, this is it. It was not it. So then he played Love Your Love the most. And I was like, that's okay. Love that song. It's such a great one. Then I'm like, he keeps going. And he was playing like snippets. I would say verse and a chorus. Yeah. And then he starts in at Carolina, which is definitely one of my favorites. Because in our Instagram reel, I actually said that. If you go back in the reel, you go, what song are you looking forward to? And I go, Carolina. And then I like make a face. And I was like, these boots. And so it's kind of fitting. So people are still holding these boots up, just waiting. And then he starts it. I about lost it. Yeah. <laughs> we were not sure what was happening. So we actually ended up walking up our section. Because we were like, well, let's walk this way. And then if he's not done, we just duck into an empty row. Which is what we had to end up doing because he did play. And then he played five more songs. <laughs> and then, so after these boots, he ended that acoustic section with Sinners Like Me. Which was great. But then moved right into those I've loved. And I don't think I've ever heard him sing that song. I don't think so either. I know this song, but I've never heard him sing it. So I was just like, well, that's fitting. So then we were like, is this the end? It was. And honestly, though, it was great. Because to have that many songs in an encore, like, it felt like it was a true encore. No, it felt, it was really good. You don't get that anymore of, like, do you remember the days when you literally were clapping and screaming? And you could, like, cheer a band back onto stage? Yeah. And now it's like back and they just do. and there's definitely like so i feel like a lot of it's planned but there is definitely some artists who have even said like if they walk off the if they they would have an encore planned obviously because you have to have something rehearsed but they were like if the crowd was dead or it didn't feel like we needed to go back that we just didn't i don't think i've experienced that recently uh, no yeah because i now i think it's just it is do, so people planned. do the the dramatic walk off stage and then we come back i don't need that it is what it is. I think it's a concert, like, pastime. Like, I feel like people feel like Just like when they, they used to, to hold lighters in the air. Right. Like, but now we do the whole Nostalgia. Now we shine our thing. phone Ugh. lights. We didn't do any of that there. It's my least favorite thing in the world, especially when artists it's ask prompted. you to do it. Oh, I, I hate it. Um, But, so I feel like that you kind of, artists feel like they have to play the game. But, no, I've definitely heard artists in interviews say, like, no, the energy kind of sucked. We just left. <laughs> And didn't do an encore. Like, we were waiting yeah. for them to want it. Like, when I was younger and, like, we would go to the Ohio State Fair and see Rascal Flats every year, you knew they were coming back with Life as a Highway, and it would just instantly make me mad. You knew you were going to sing it. Eat that song. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is it's, like, especially when they're missing that most, like, with him, you would never know if there was going to be an encore. Because outside of Springsteen, it's, like... Which he might not have played. We don't know what he's feeling exactly. that day. Exactly. So it's like, he really could have just walked off stage and been like, I'm See you later. done. But. Yeah, no, I agree. I do there think. There are some people that you're like, oh, they're coming back. They didn't play their biggest song. Yeah, like Luke Bryan used to. He does not anymore. Close with Country Girl. There's no way. There's no way in ever he's going to not play Country Girl. I don't even like the song anymore. It doesn't matter it. if I like the song. Right. Everyone else does. and. But yeah, I mean, with Eric Church, it's like, good luck. It's a whole mystery. We could have made a fun game out of that. Like, what's he going to play? Next? Because you would have absolutely won at one point. Oh, yes. We had a really, this is, I don't know how it happened. We looked at Setlist, but not like in depth. And not, and knowing that it's only a guideline. hundred percent. the two songs I wanted to hear in the real we didn't play it. And one of them I thought for sure was going to be on the set list. So 
he gets done singing round here buzz and like i mean it like riffs off is that what it's called you know what i mean he's the song ended he's they're changing guitar they're like in between they're like so feel like there's a little so i start i just go do 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 and the next thing you know he starts playing Desperate Man and starts with the intro just like that. And we about lost it because that was not planned. No, it wasn't planned. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't. I honestly, song not even on my radar. I think he played it at my show, but. He did. I don't. It's not even like it's a favorite of mine. No, I just was ready. Just, I was like, it's time. And I started singing it. And all of a sudden, so did he. Like, that was like some telepathy shit. Yeah, it was really like you that. You were speaking it was, on, a, on a different way, wavelength. It was deja vu. Like, I guess I just knew. Maybe I had seen it earlier. I don't know. What, that's so Raven? Not a clue. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, we were like, whoa! Like, these people beside us and in front of us were probably like, get these girls out of here. Well, and then, you know, we always got to sing every, like, auto-tuned under, like, under note like every bit of the music that's not the actual part that anyone sings in a, in the cup as well so yeah. we had a cup there to help us i don't know i think the whole point of a concert is to have fun and i think 98 percent of the time we do that for sure the the two percent is the time that someone else makes me angry mm-hmm. but we haven't run into a lot of that this year not too much not enough to bother me but besides at certain times but yeah i i just feel like that was such a good, if that was your end of summer concert, it was a great one to end on. Sure. Too bad we're going to one this week. <laughs> end one this week, and then I have another one, and then maybe more after that. So we're here with our first special guest for the Eric Church episode, Sean. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. What's up? <laughs> um, we're just going to ask you just a few questions about Eric Church and uh your show and shows oh yeah you've yeah. more than one so um just answer them as best as you can this is it's not a quiz no one's getting graded <laughs> we know it's your first podcast episode so welcome um there was an episode earlier in the year that you could have joined but we just we didn't give you that opportunity when did you have a banging first <laughs> episode he's thrilled <laughs> you can tell by the silence um all right so our Still first pumped. question um, very simple. When did you start listening to Eric Church and why? Uh, I think I listened, started listening to Eric Church when he first came out. Like, what was your first memory of song? Memorable song? Yeah, like, what was the one that was like, oh, this is a good artist? It would probably be These Boots. <laughs> I don't believe you, but I'll let you say that. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so what was so memorable about him at first? Uh, it was just his I don't care attitude and just did whatever he wants. Didn't list, does, uh, doesn't listen to anybody but himself. Kind of how we went about this episode. Really? Truly. <laughs> yes. We just said, <laughs> we don't wing care. It. We're waiting. We're wing it. It. Yeah. We wanted to see what it was like to be Eric himself. And I mean, I think we do a pretty good job sometimes. Yeah. Um, our next question, um, what is your favorite Eric Church song? Uh, that's Damn Rock and Roll. I knew that was coming, and Karen and I were lucky enough to hear that when we saw him in Tampa. I was not. Yeah. Such a bummer. So then that parlays into our next question. Between the two shows, and I'm sure you saw some overlapping songs, 
But if you can remember, what was your favorite song that you saw him do live on this tour? That's loaded. It is. Uh, I think he sang Springsteen at the uh, the uh, Panama show. Not Panama. Palm you Beach. West, yeah, West Palm Beach. West okay, Palm the Beach. day before Kara and I's epic Tampa show, which was the end of the tour. Yeah. Springsteen's a good one. I would say a crowd favorite. Yeah. But, right, he didn't sing it at every show no, because we know it. he's not predictable. So, like, he changed it every night. Yes. So that that's why I think that this concert is a good one to ask. What was your favorite show, uh, song you saw live? Because it could be very different because the set lists are so different. Yeah, I, I think one of mine, and I might have said it was Talladega, but I don't know that I heard Talladega the first time when Sean and I saw him in Canada. No, we right. did not. I heard it the second time in West Palm too. Since a lot of his songs are a lot... You don't, they're very different now with his new band and everything. So you don't really know what you're going to get. But you know, you're getting a good sound. Yeah. yeah. He, he did, he changed the vibe a little bit, which starting in um, when we saw him at CMA Fest, we saw the new direction he was going with some of the music. So, yes, it was definitely, he was taking a little bit more of a creative liberty music style wise, even. I'm not even mad at it though because no, I just it was feel it ended up being great. Yeah, it's yeah. him. It was a good show. It was a good production, and I think our Canada show was an even smaller venue than what we saw him at in Tampa, and I'm sure what you saw him at in West Palm. I like the more. I, I like that he's not doing arenas. I like that we're not having stadium tours. The amphitheater for me is very him. It's a great place for him. Yeah. So, which was your favorite of the two shows? Uh, I mean, they both have their own separate meanings to me. Uh, I mean, the uh, Toronto show was like uh, a good show just because I got to go home and visit home and go to that show for a little bit. And then West Palm Beach, we uh, celebrated a wedding and... I had a good time there, so. Which show had better openers? Uh, I don't remember the openers for West Palm. Uh, so I guess I'd say Toronto. Yeah, because you are Co Wetzel's biggest fan. <laughs> it's so. okay. We all have flaws. Yours is just not liking Co Wetzel, but that's okay. He'll grow on you. But a great opener for Eric Church. I do think those went together. Yeah. Such confidence there. so enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. Well, Sean, thank you for making your first, but definitely not your last podcast. Hopefully. Podcast. What do we call that? Special appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. So now we have Kara's sister on our podcast, um, Allison, who Kara and Allison went to a show in June? Yeah, Cleveland. It was like yeah. the third show of so you the went tour. To, you went to my great state of Ohio. Sure did. Yeah, it was all right. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when did you start listening to Eric Church and why? Probably in my, uh, I'd say my college days. <laughs> Which was how long ago? 
Oh, way too long. Yeah. Um, let's see, 2003-ish? Oh, a longtime fan. Stone Age. <laughs> you said the Stone Age. I said she's old. She's not that old. <laughs> what got you into it? Was it like somebody else influencing it? Did you hear him on the radio? How did oh, that start? I assume at a local country bar establishment, for sure. We love that. I feel like that's where we find a lot of our like new artists and that's how yeah. we just like latch on to people mm-hmm. so Definitely. always a good way he's got a different vibe too you know he's he's not like the pop country stuff you hear now he's he's old school i feel like he's always kept that too yeah. like he's always stayed true, true to, to what he is he's recording yeah. music for eric church and not for anybody else yeah he doesn't actually care what we think i no. mean if you listen to our podcast i'm not gonna be mad about it just don't have high hopes because he truly does not care what we think um <laughs> What is your all-time favorite Eric Church song? I think Smoke smoke a Little Smoke. That one can get a little smoky. That is a good one. During the concert. Which is probably my favorite concert jam, too. Okay, that that was our night. We were going to roll into that next question of what was your favorite song you saw at the show, and we did see that one. We did see that one, yes. I I feel like you hear the intro to Smoke a Little Smoke, and everyone, like, loses it. Yeah, it's like that automatic. I also really liked Cold One. Ah, that was a good one too. That was a good one. I think that's we we talked about it in the episode of like when he started playing this, we thought it was this, and then it turned into this. And yeah, but it was that one's always that, that's a good classic. Yeah, good old family song at <laughs> their church concert. <laughs> so, how did this show compare to other shows you've seen? Um, I don't know. Where did we, where did, was that Pittsburgh, Kara? Where did we see him? No, we also saw him in Cleveland. That was in Cleveland? When we went on Good Friday. That was my favorite show. He jammed um, and rocked out just. Because that like, was when he was doing the, the, the tour where he was doing two dates, two, two oh, nights in yes, a row. Back yes. So I mean, we saw him. He played for that one. He played for a solid three hours. And I yeah, don't think there he was had no, an open, there was no, no opening opener. Act. Yeah, there was no opener. We did get to see. Ashley McBride, though. She was good. Which was my highlight opener. We love Ashley McBride. She was good. I do know why we love her, but I just feel like she is just herself, too. Yeah. That would be such a good He picked really good openers for this tour because he picked a lot of people that really fit his vibe. Yes. And I don't feel they were all up-and-comers. They were like, hey, we've we've established our, our own name. But we still need a big one behind us to back it. But I will say, I liked watching him at Blossom. I liked the outdoor venues. venues. Yeah, we, had a, yeah. we talked about that, too. Yeah. About, he just fits an amphitheater. <laughs> he does. He's good. Yeah. It's... I've seen him at stadiums, like, with other people. And I just don't. I saw him with Kenny Chesney. And it was good. Mm-hmm. I was at that same show. But I just think the amphitheater vibe just fits him so well. And yeah, that's him. He's a jam artist a little bit. And I think that that fits that style of show. Yeah. Like they, he played, he's, he's an intro outro kind of guy. Yeah. He likes to get down with his band. Well, as you're saying this, like not too long ago, we were just having the discussion of like, we're playing like guitar hero. I feel like Eric Church 
could have his own guitar hero. He could, because a lot of yeah. it, like a lot of his songs are just jam. <laughs> and you're just like hitting the buttons to air church rock band or you know, those kind of things too. Which is funny, but like it's it, true. It is. Yeah. It's a jam and he just he does what he wants. I feel like he's truly having fun. My kids even like a good uh, Eric Church song. Always kid For friendly all generation. Music. Yeah. The, from the Stone Age to the Millennials <laughs> to the Generation A. Not quite the Stone Age, but I am old. <laughs> hey, we're we're just glad you wanted to join us on our podcast adventures. I love it. And you know, everything's really for the podcast at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. I get you. Alrighty. <laughs> all right, girls. Bye. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us at Get In Going To on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can now follow and like us on Facebook. Be on the lookout for more upcoming episodes. You never know where we'll be going next.